white linens that fade into spring Flowers and whispers and beautiful things And it seems that God made you just for me You think that I would know how to do this. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Society of Kingdom Minds. We are so blessed to have you here. We are live right now on the Live Mono Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network. Uh, so blessed to have you here. We are joined today by the one, the only, the beautiful, beautiful soul, beautiful spirit, and just overall beautiful, awesome woman, Dr. Ruth Charles. What's up, Dr. Ruth? And he's not <laughs> Ruth, but Dr. Henry. What's up, Dr. Henry? How you doing, man? On mute. He's on mute. <laughs> What's up, Dr. Henry? You okay? No. No? What's going on? Oh my gosh. He's I'm not. <laughs> he doesn't Hello? want to be hugged today. Nobody wants to hug? hear from me. Did you say he needs a hug? Oh, <laughs> looks good. What's going on? I don't know. I'm not muted. No, you sound good now. Okay. So good to have you here, guys. Where's uh, where's our lovely Dr. Caroline at today? Mm, must be in route. 
digitally, digitally and out. All right, that works for me. Dr. Ruth, how you doing today? Well, at first I felt a little slight because I was on and then I wasn't. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's mad at me or something. No, I'm great. <laughs> I'm doing well by the grace of God. How's your weather? Well, it is sunny once again. Oh. Yeah, weird, huh? It's 45, so, I mean, it, it's good. It, it's good. Four-wheelers are in full effect in Texas. No doubt. It's 18 degrees here. I went out on my balcony and just hung out. The sun's out. It's 18 degrees, and I swear to you, I thought I was going to try to get a tan, but we had to start this broadcast. There's our friend, Dr. Caroline. How are you? I am well, thank you. How are you? Oh, well, love I'm your good. Job. I was a little surprised to find out I'm suspended by Facebook again, but <laughs> that's why we're on the Live Mono Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network, so we don't need Facebook. Hey, and uh, we're grateful for all of you here. One of these days, I'm going to get to figure out the chat technology so I can just say, you know what? I don't need you, Facebook. I don't need you, YouTube, because we want to interact with you, the audience. So um, I don't know what to tell you, but we are glad that you're here. This is Society of Kingdom Minds. Uh, Dr. Henry's got a lot of uh, good stuff on deck today. Dr. Henry, what are we talking about? Um, <clears throat> we're going to jump into our, our leadership module for a little bit. Um, forgive me, I'm not dressed up and as nice looking as are y'all. I'm at a campground in the middle of a, a bunkhouse with borrowed Wi-Fi. So I could be here with you guys today. <laughs> That's dedication and no excuses. I love it. Uh, amen. So yeah, if you're ready, let's let's dive into this because I think um, you know it'll be an interesting conversation, especially in the day we're living in. Um, you know, leadership is definitely not a new word, but I think it needs to be reinvented or a new word for leadership so that we can begin to um, have different concepts of what that is. But one thing about leadership today, and I think everyone will agree, is we need to be innovative. Um, and we need to be looking to the future of others' needs. Um, I'm going to make a statement, and we'll let our, our panelists here tear it apart a little bit and build it back up. But I, I have noticed that, especially in the last five years, when change has been so... Uh, rapid and of course 2020 just threw everything that we thought we knew out the window and we're still learning but oftentimes leaders get trapped in what I call trapped in today um, or maybe they reach a ceiling in regards to their influence and they just kind of almost get trapped and then feel trapped and I think that's where it's imperative <clears throat> that we are future thinkers what's coming down the pike what's around the next corner you know, obviously, we, we, we have the gift of prophecy, discernment. But, I mean, apart from all that, we've got to have that leadership intuition to be future-thinking leaders. Um, even sometimes if we're only one step ahead of, of everyone else, we've got to be the one that's, that's pioneering the way. So I'll start with that statement, see how our ladies would like to take that. Um, what do you think about that term, you know, being trapped in today? Are you guys – okay, hold on. I, I got to stop real quick. Everyone has their head up their butt today. <laughs> there's, a lot, there's a lot going on, I know. 
Caroline, are you thinking about the TV show that you're about to be on, Dr. Ruth? I know yeah, you got a lot going on, and Dr. Henry's in a, <laughs> in a campground, uh, you know, urinal, basically, doing this broadcast. Oh, it's over there. <laughs> oh, Joshua, Joshua, I was born ready. <laughs> I know you heard that. Here. She said she was born ready, okay. And I'm comfortable <laughs> when there's a disaster going on. So <laughs> I'm noticing that you guys are not with you, today. You it's usually me that's discombobulated. I am not. I was giving someone else a chance to speak first because, you know, no. I can talk about it. Oh, snap. I was trying to be nice. We love you, Dr. Ruth. <laughs> All right, Caroline, you get to go first. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Let's have a little fun, too. Absolutely. It's very much fun. I mean, Joshua, uh, first and foremost, for all our viewers, Joshua just ambushed us this afternoon. My <laughs> afternoon your afternoon in the U.S. with uh, um, a media, I would say a huge media publicity, and just asked us to, are you ready? Five, four, three, two, one, who's ready? And we, and we just said we are ready. So, so here I am. That's being, that's being a future thinking leader. That is being a future that's thinking leader. Exactly. So what I wanted to say, and that's why I wanted to share the story with the audience is, Today's leader doesn't have time to go back to the boardroom and sit with the board of directors and managers and everybody to make a decision. You need to be able to make a decision very fast and you need to make wise decisions that will uh, impact. Of course, every decision that you make as a leader has an impact and some of them have varied levels of impact to your organization or risk to your organization as a risk management uh, professional you know you look at the risk low risk medium risk high risk however in today's generation or today's world that we are living in right now most of the decisions that you make could be high risk decisions but you need to make them now because you don't have two weeks to sit to the board or to call the board or for everybody to get on the phone and therefore it really calls for leaders to be, like I said, born ready. I don't know, some of some people might not feel that way, but you need to get yourself to the place where you are ready to make decisions and to make wise decisions that will benefit the people that you serve. Doesn't matter what industry you are in, for-profit, non-profit, government, mm -hmm. whatever you are, you need to make decisions that impact positively your community, but at the same time, you need to have that wisdom. And that is why I suppose we have Society of Kingdom Minds to help you, to train you, to be ready to make decisions like I've just made. I'm dressed up in the next, in the next 30 minutes, I will be uh, on uh, a big uh, media, I don't want to reveal everything right now, but I will get media um, exposure in the United States. I didn't, I didn't wake up today preparing for it, they asked me for things to provide. I had to get those things ready within 30 minutes. So that is today's leader. <clears throat> and I just want to add to awesome. what she's saying. 
I just want to add to what you're saying. A great leader, and if you follow me on social, you'll see I post a lot about great leaders. We're all born leaders because we were created in a leader, leading source, but we progress into becoming a great leader. And we do that by being watchful of what's going on around us, being discerning, uh, being able to dissect and understand what's going on around us, and then be prepared. How do you be prepared? You let your time off prepare you for your time on. How do you do that? You do that with a scenario check. You prepare for the mm -hmm. worst. You think about what could be the worst possible thing that can happen in your genre of business and or ministry. And you prepare for that. So when it does happen, you're already out ahead of the game. Amen. Joshua. That's good. I love that. And you know what? Um, yeah. Speaking of like just being prepared, I love what you said because it's, you know, in the off, the off season is where you prepare for the season. You know, you go, you as as leaders, as as business yes. owners, as, as any of that, we 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 take vacations in preparation for the season or for work. We take those breaks. We take care of ourselves so that when we are in action, we're doing what we're supposed to do in excellence. But the preparation is the off season. So I love that you said that because that's a really important that what that does to me is it paints the picture that. There's really is no off season. <laughs> like you're always <laughs> right. you're either because doing off season or is a season. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's and there what is it? Yeah. What it, what's the where is it in the Bible where it talks about the seasons? There's a season yeah. to live, a season to die. Where's that? Ecclesiastes 2. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's so so powerful, but there's a purpose in everything is what to take from that, I think. And I, I really, really love that because there's times the thing, the temptation that I have to fight is in my downtime because I thrive on chaos. I love it. I love mischief. I love crazy. I love, I feed off of it. And when I can't get it, my brain starts going, woo. So I did something really solver. crazy. Huh? You're a problem solver. That's why. You are a problem solver. I am a great problem you solver. You really are. I love are. that about God that he gave me that gift because I genuinely love it. But I also, the habit that I get to break and I'm getting closer to breaking it is <laughs> causing the trouble that I have to solve the problem for. <laughs> so, so what I've done, because <laughs> the, way the, the enemy comes at me in my sleep. And so when it, I, there's a hangover from that experience. And so I found a new outlet for that side that wants to take over sometimes where it's just seeking destruction, it's seeking to wreck, wreck things. So Jessica and I yesterday started a project and I'm so excited about it because it's a way for me to release this side in a way that feels like I'm letting the angst out. And I'm really happy about it. I don't know how the church world's going to feel about it, but it all goes back to Christ, but it's pretty dark. But I found that, and it was a great outlet for me because the alternative wasn't working for me at all. And I think as leaders, we can't look at it. It's like parenting. I don't think we can look at things as, well, this is, you just go to, it, it's really easy to say go to scripture. But there's some days that I don't have the ears to hear. 
like there's some days that I'm not hearing what I need to hear because I'm so clogged up with this this fury, this rage, this 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 this, this need for destruction. So I'm finding a creative way to use it. Is this the right way? I don't know. But right now, after yesterday, I finally escaped this black hole that I've been in for two weeks. So I don't know. But as a leader, I feel like you have to be willing to take risk also. And what prepares you to take those risks, of course, yeah. is preparation. All right, Dr. Henry, go ahead. Well, I want to connect something you said along with what Dr. Ruth said. You know, discernment is is imperative. And we don't we can't discern by, you know, what the media is saying, what the news is saying. That's when we have to really take advantage of that that off season, those downtimes. Um, you know, most forward thinking leaders are a lot like you in our own way. We, we just we thrive on the action, the challenge. We want another mountain to capture. Mm. But if we don't take advantage of those times that I believe is incorporated by God, whether you call them off-season, downtimes, boring moments, those are for us to take an alert to say, we need to, we need to get ready for something. Because when we're in the middle of the action, we're going and we're going and we're going. But when there is that lull, that lull is there for a reason. That's when we need to turn on our discerner. Okay, what's coming down the pipe? What is around the next corner? So I don't know if anybody has a comment to that, but I, I was hoping I was tying a few of those comments in, plus whatever I lost while I was off offline there. So I want <laughs> to comment real tech. quick. Yeah, I want to comment real quick. So Please. I have been secretly in my mind, just kind of saying, "Oh my gosh, I'm so tired. I need to rest." Mm. And I hadn't told anybody. I hadn't voiced it. And I always teach leaders about preparing for a rest as far as making sure that you actually take some type of vacation. And so this whole situation with our weather here in Texas, it put the whole state on a rest, <laughs> but it was unplanned by man. Well, maybe by the government, but that's another story. It was unplanned Ooh, by. Yes. I'm one of those people that believe anyway. Me too. Heart. <laughs> Hmm. Okay. Weather <laughs> weapons. Yeah. Anyway, it put me ahead. on a rest. It put me on a rest that was unplanned. And so what I was able to do in that time, I said, okay, Lord, you are setting me up for something. So I need to go ahead on and just sleep and spend time with my family because I understand my schedule is about to just like really pick up because um, they're now saying COVID is over. I've heard that from some news media. We won't get into that, but I could talk about that stuff, but we won't get into that. But, you know, the schedule picking up, so the body needs to replenish. And so this was an opportunity for me to rest. My, my, my low time uh, became a preparation for my high time. And so I was appreciative for the un unintended rest from God. So, yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I would like to say something about that. It's very good, good. important. It's very important for leaders to recognize, like um, Dr. Ruth says, to recognize when you need to go for rest or to a place of resting. It doesn't mean that you shut down your computer and everything. Rest could also mean separating yourself from specific roles that you are carrying out. It could also mean delegating roles and responsibilities 
to a certain period to certain individuals, you might be still in the office, but someone else is actually handling that. I, I have that. learned that, especially when I started uh, working on the NGO Whisperer, setting it up as a consulting business, I started out working and doing everything by myself. Then we started, you know, with the magazines. And the magazines, I have a whole team of people who write articles for us. I can't write articles. I want to write articles for my own magazine, the NGO Whisperer magazine. But I have a whole lot of other things which I can do better than everybody else who's writing for us. So I decided I will not write for my own magazine. I'll be the editor-in-chief, and I will let everybody else contribute to the magazine. To date, I've never written any article for a magazine, even though I consider myself a really good writer. Now, that is number one. And I told myself also that I will not write for another magazine because that will be adding work on top of what I do. I will focus on that. Then came the NGO Whisperer show, and we have now to produce shows. Now we are in season three, producing the shows and uh, getting them out every Wednesday. They need to be edited. So reaching out to the very people that I work with to connect me with people. So I realized there are things that other people can do better than me, and they love to do it. Therefore, I let them do it. And there are times when we are now taking a break from the show, which is a rest period. It doesn't mean that I've stopped everything. You can take a rest and just let your audience know we will be back in the next one month. Nothing wrong with that. You're not missing out on anything. Now, the danger with resting for people who are not content with who they are and where they are going is they think, if I rest, I miss out. Ooh. Really? That's a good point. Yeah, good point. That goes back to the whole principle behind tithing, right? God can do more with our 90% or what? How? I'm going to mess it up. That's right. That's but right. That's, yeah, isn't that's that the argument for the Sabbath and, you know, other things like that, the rest period, the 10%? Mm -hmm. Like, God can do more. With our less, I, I'm I'm butchering it completely. No, every time I try to use this analogy, and I just butchered it. But you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know that, that's where recreation comes in. Recreation. Part of rest is being able to recreate, Ooh. and we do that when we put our our work mind at a place of rest so that it can allow to be creative. And so that's part of leadership. Of course, we'll be talking about that in the future, as well as teamwork, which was a great example from, from Dr. Caroline, but it all fits together. I mean, it all fits together. We, we, we talk about a life purpose mission, well, we've got to have leadership, we have to be leaders. And by the way, everyone is a leader because we all have influence. But then as we talk about off season, um, forward thinking, working as a team. Um, <clears throat> we have to manage ourselves. We have to manage our, uh, I'm going to say, we have to manage our energy, but I mean that in two different ways. Our physical energy, Dr. Ruth needed some rest. She just needed, you know, sleep, time with her family. That is that kind of energy. But we also have our attitudes and our dispositions that creates an energy or you know, I know sometimes we call it a vibe or, or whatever, but our attitude as leaders creates an atmosphere 
that either causes confidence in the people that look to us or or not and and i think that we have to be aware of taking care of ourselves so that when we are out there leading we're doing it from from the front we're doing it from on top and not underneath of the load um anybody want to help me explain that is that does that make sense caroline dr ruth <laughs> Um, I believe attitude is a direct reflection of leadership. And let me explain when I say attitude. If you look at your group, your organization, your church, and you look at the overall culture, um, it's created from what we call groupthink. And groupthink is top down. Um, whatever the leader is uh, spewing is, is not just in words, but in their actions, it produces an attitude within the atmosphere and the culture within the organization. And that being said, it is important to rest because when a person does not rest, and that rest could be little short 10-minute naps, and I'm going to go practical on you. Um, I remember taking a course many years ago um, with a leading uh, leadership teacher. They're not just a guru. They're an actual leadership teacher. And one of the things they talked about was taking short naps in between working. And they advocated the 10-minute nap and how it replenishes and regenerates the cells within the brain. And then as a psychologist, mm -hmm. the cells within the brain, we talk about how that, that uh, promotes the type of attitude that you are able to project because you may not be yeah. the horrible monster. You may be working on your monsterness <laughs> to kind of not elude it, <laughs> but it comes out because you have not had proper rest. And so you're not able to maybe control something that you're working on. It just comes out. And so that attitude then carries throughout the atmosphere within your organization. And so, Within our leadership team as the Society of Kingdom Minds, that's why we are advocating to you that rest is important and an essential vital part of your leadership um, and teaching your team and demonstrating before your team what it is or how a good leader looks. And so I just wanted to make sure I interjected that into the conversation. Can I, can I play off of that a little bit as well? <clears throat> we have to re remember that rest is not synonymous with inactivity rest mm -hmm. is in itself an activity it's an activity that recharges us it, it, it you know it, it charges up our batteries it helps our attitudes it gives us physical energy it gives us mental energy exactly what dr ruth was saying our brain needs those those moments that it can just get kicked in because otherwise we're just draining draining and we begin to run on fumes as they say and we don't always make the, the futuristic decision we just make the decision that gets us through the day when we are on that low voltage, um, you know, if you will, energy level. So rest is an activity. Rest is something that's intentional. It's not just this, well, I'm not doing anything, so I'm resting. I don't know how to not do anything. That's, that may be just me. I know people that know how to do that. I admire them. I'm not one. But I can be intentional about what I'm not doing by doing something that is productive and constructive for me. I wanted to add to that as well is as leaders, especially if you're managing a team of people, it's important to normalize 
taking breaks and resting because some of us, um, and I include myself in that, we thrive off activities, one activity after another, and that's how we feel like we thrive off it, but really nobody thrives off it, Joshua. <laughs> Uh, always there's always need for rest I know I am like that too I can I can move from one event to another to doing an interview for my show to editing the magazine to working on a proposal all in one day and at the end of the day I ask myself oh did I really accomplish what I wanted to do and my husband always reminds me you have done a lot today. You deserve a rest. It's the weekend. It's Friday. It's all this. And he's very good at that. He takes naps. He takes breaks. But the most important thing for a leader is to always remind people that it is okay to take a rest. I'll give you a scenario. I once worked in an organization where um, work was synonymous to being productive. Now, that is not the same just because you are busy let me let me paraphrase it being busy was synonymous to being productive and so people mm -hmm. were busy running around and they would set up meetings every day to meet about the meeting that they're going to meet about <laughs> there's a meeting that's going that's to good. happen that's funny. and then someone sets up a meeting about a meeting that's going to happen and sometimes you have two of those meetings for the meeting that's coming up. And so we kind of call the organization meetings to meetings because the whole day you'd literally be, be crossing over, moving from one meeting room to the other. And sometimes people would be confused. They would come and sit in your meeting and then you start with the agenda. The agenda today is this and that. And someone will be like, Caroline, are you in the right room or I'm in the wrong room? Because wow. people would just go and sit in a meeting. And I was like, I thought my meeting was in this room. I was like, no, I booked this room. This is my meeting. This is the agenda. Oh, then they would excuse themselves. And I was like, I, I thought I was supposed to meet you. Just because it was normalized to be busy. And the managers mm -hmm. did not tell people it is okay not to have meetings about meetings. Just send an email, walk to someone, ask them a question, make a decision and all that. One thing is for certain, for organizations that thrive out of people being busy, one thing is for sure, and I'm saying this out of experience because I worked in organizations like that. People are not empowered to make decisions. It's a top-down decision-making process, and anyone who makes a decision or takes risks, if anything goes wrong, they are crucified. And so people are afraid to make decisions and that's why they feel that i need to meet joshua dr henry dr ruth about the font color of something <laughs> and circulate the flyer but no someone will say that's not the right font and therefore i'll be crucified and next time there's a certain role or responsibility i won't be given because i messed up because of a font silly things like that so people feel disempowered. Number two, there is just this sense of we have to be perfect. So you always conduct yourself in a way that you feel you have to be perfect. And for you to be perfect means you have to be present in the office. So no remote working. You have to look like you are busy. So you have to sit at your desk. 
You can't be sit, sitting at the lunchtime table, relaxing or having a chat with someone or checking in with someone or walking around the office saying hi and checking in with people. You have to look like you are on your computer doing something. Number three, also the issue of people feeling like they are not appreciated and therefore they have to do more. And so all these things build up and make people not to want to rest because you are afraid if I take a rest, I might not get that bonus. I might not get that promotion. And I really want it. And so I'm going to work, work, work. Bottom line is leaders, managers, normalize taking breaks. Normalize allowing people, especially people who you know have family uh, responsibilities, whether they are single, even single people have family responsibilities in their own family of one. It's not just people who have kids who need time off to take their kids to the hospital. So normalize people taking time off to address issues in their lives. If people have delivered, tell them, you don't have to wait until 4 p.m. You've submitted the proposal. It's 12 o'clock, go home. Very good. Yeah, good. And I think that's a lot to do with um, <clears throat> that, that leadership focus that gets trapped in the leadership of today. And I think a lot of times there, there definitely is a difference between an organizational um, assigned leader, where that's my job, my job is this leadership role, and we are just actually just developing our leadership. Um, I don't know if I'm explaining myself, but there's a, you know, we can have the position of leader, and they're the ones that are, you know, always, like you say, looking busy. Um, at their computer with it on when they really could be meditating somewhere, getting something accomplished, but they feel like this is what they have to do to make it look like they're getting something done. That's that leader that's been assigned. It's a job duty. But mm -hmm. leaders that are leaders don't, I don't, I don't believe they actually fall into that trap. They may be tempted. I mean, I know at times I can be tempted, but no, this is what I need to do. I need to take 20 minutes and I'm going to get away from them. I'm going to walk away. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to pray. I'm going to allow myself to get another look at it. I get more done in that 20 minutes than I would have in 90 minutes trying to pound through the stress. Mm -hmm. there's, there's no leader that is a leader that doesn't have to face stress. And, and I was going to talk about that. Um, in the fact that just the fact that the, the characteristics of leadership tends to loneliness and stress, and these also must be managed in our life. How many leaders are focusing on managing their, their loneliness level? Because, you know, it's lonely at the top kind of a thing. I mean, we have people around us, but there are, there are certain things that we just have to bear. And then the stress that comes on top of that. Is anyone managing that stress or are they just hoping for it to disappear? Stress actually has a cycle and we have to function and allow that cycle, that stress cycle to be complete so we can move on. Otherwise, we just stay in stress, stay in stress. And then we get even more weary and even in more need of rest. But we don't feel like we can take a rest because we haven't been accomplishing anything because of all the stress. I, we get caught in that cycle. And we end up getting caught in today where we reach that ceiling where our influence seems to be ineffective. I don't know if I'm adding something, causing problems, or, uh, but, or, or hopefully tying some of these things together. 
I got a question. Shoot it. This is not really, I mean, kind of on topic, kind of not, because we're talking about leaders. But when there is a, a dominant leader, and I know there's a lot of different types of leadership roles, but when there's like clearly this person is a leader, yet his heart is to serve. And I know that serving's part of leadership. But when that big presence leader gets involved with different groups, how is it? Hold, no, I, hold on. I'm trying to like phrase this wrong, and I'm just going to say it's me. Okay. One of the biggest issues that I have that I'm working on, and I think I had breakthrough last night, but I'm not really sure. I'm working on. I'm trying to figure this out, and that's why I'm bringing this up. Claim it, brother. When I go to groups, <laughs> one like okay, for instance, street ministry. Doing street ministry tonight. Right. I am, if I walk into, if I walk into your church and I know that I'm going to come back, the first thing I do is I, I want to serve. Like, how, how can I help? And if you don't want my help, I get mad <laughs> going, you're stupid. You don't want my help because I can really help you. But if you don't want my help, I get really like, Ugh, I'm, what, what am I doing here? I don't know what to do, or, but it's clearly, and I'm given the respect as a leader but at the same time, don't feel like I belong or I'm a part of it. Are you following me so far, or do I need a reset? I think we're I'm with following. you. Okay. So I came to this conclusion, and I don't know if it's right. I'm still working this out and praying on it and wait, waiting for clarity that I'm not supposed to belong to these groups. I've never... Every time I think that I want to be in a group, eh, I don't want to be in a group because <laughs> it requires <laughs> it requires a lot, you know. But I've always and I, and what happens every time I get hurt from it, this is like a cycle that keeps happening in my life. Is I get introduced to a group and I don't have the ability just to sit back and do nothing. I walk in and I act like I own the place, but that's just my personality, and I mm -hmm. want to help. I want to serve. I'm not waiting around with my thumb up my butt trying to decide if I'm going to do anything. Like, no, I want to take action. But it's not always received very well. So the other day, because I'm going, gosh, you know, like I'm not, the feedback I'm getting is kind of, I'm told that I'm looked at as a leader and I'm given these responsibilities, but like I have no connection to this group. And there's a part of me that really wants, as a leader, I want to feel like I'm a part of the group until I'm a part of the group. And then I don't want to be in the group anymore. Yeah. Or, or I immediately go, ah, I'm not supposed to be here. Like I'm now all of a sudden I'm tied down and I don't want to be here. I feel stuck. May, may I share yeah, something? Because I don't know what I'm saying right now. I'm, I'm trying to like, I'm still sorting all this out. Um, I, I, wanted to come I think on I've got you and, and I'll follow Dr. Ruth because Dr. I mean, I'll follow Dr. Caroline, because Dr. And Ruth I'll will always you. extend what... Well, this is my area. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm let y'all go. Let, let, me, let me go, then I will actually get off this, because we have uh, <laughs> um, a TV um, feature or appearance that I'm making tonight, so I need to get off. But I wanted to say something. Someone once told me, whenever, thank you very much, Joshua. Joshua organized this, so thank you so much. Um, 
one thing someone once told me whenever you go into a group and people may not know you very well but they give you responsibilities she called it awesomeness they have identified your awesomeness and you might not know how awesome you are joshua to those people but you are and that's why they're involving you or they look up to you you may not feel like you belong because you just are used to your awesomeness and you don't know how awesome you are that's those are the words that she used and that's why whenever you walk into a room people look up to you people want you to do all these things and you're like but i don't even belong to this group i don't even know you guys i've just met you how dare you give me all these responsibilities and that's one of the things that i think was a problem with moses Moses was a leader that had been called by God and he could see things but the people the opposite happened with Moses was that he wanted to lead them because he knew he could do something for them but they were not seeing his awesomeness that was the opposite so the opposite could happen where you you want to do something in a group like you said and people don't see that you can see your awesomeness and then you go to another group they see your awesomeness and I'm like the last group I went, I wanted to do something. They didn't receive me. Sorry. This group that I'm in, I just keep quiet, not do anything. What does that do? There's only one Joshua. There's only one you. So whenever you retreat from doing that which you have been called to do or you feel compelled to do as a leader or to bring about the solution that you need to bring about, people miss out. People miss out big time. And yes, someone else might step up. God might raise someone else to step up and do that thing, but they won't do it with your fingerprint on it. Mm -hmm. They will do it mm -hmm. with the way they are supposed to do it based on their skills, their talents, and their gift. So one of the things that I realized, and I was in a team where I had so much experience, but I was being given menial jobs, like sending emails and stuff like that, and I really got bored and got frustrated. Yeah. What I did is I looked for an opportunity to do that, and that's how I actually came up with the NGO Whisperer. Because everything that we do on the NGO Whisperer, if you look at the banner, these are my skills. But the, where I was working, they were utilizing only one one of the things that I was very passionate about. And I was like, but I can do this and I can do this and we can, you know, we can uh, address these issues this way, but it wasn't received because they didn't receive me. And so I was frustrated. I feel you, I was frustrated. And you know what? I decided to create something that could answer the frustration that was in me and that could see the awesomeness in me. With that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, allow me to step up of this it's been a wonderful time and I look forward to our next uh, live on Friday next week. Love you all. God Love bless. you too. Have a good time. Okay. okay. You. Bless you. Thank you so much. Let me, I will never be able to boast or boost your ego about your awesomeness the way Dr. Caroline just did, but um, <laughs> you are, you're awesome just the same. <laughs> um, but you know, there is a place where every once in a while we just have to shake the dust off. If we're not received, all we can do is all we can do. And if, mm. if we're not received, then, you know, we're not with an attitude, but just with, okay, that they missed out on what I could do to help. But our, in leadership, because it is influence, we have, I, I wish I could 
demonstrate it better, but we have spheres of, of influence. When we're in our sweet spot, we can rock and roll. Yeah. If, if I'm in, if I'm on a mission, uh, a mission trip, or or I'm dealing with missions, or I'm dealing with just nothing but leaders. Um, if if I'm in, if I'm in my sweet spot, I can go. I don't have to worry about stepping on anybody's toes. But if I'm kind of blending over here and I'm crossing my sphere with with Joshua's sphere and with um with uh, Ruth's sphere and with Caroline's sphere, then we have to operate and learn how to operate within those areas that we that we gel. Does that make sense? You know, so each one kind of begins to and come and we cross over. And that's our new sweet spot as this team. And that's part of teamwork. When we're in our sweet spot, we can flow, we can go, and we can be us. But there's a part of us that Paul said, I'm all things to all men that I might win some. In a sense, what he's saying is, I can be all that I am with, with some. I can't be all that I am with others. Even Paul says, I have liberties that I can't even share with you. But that's okay. I, I will I will live, I will demonstrate, I will respect where you are, and I will give you a hundred percent of what you will take. And that I think that's part of um, good leadership, because I know Dr. Ruth's gonna take all that and make all that sound better. <laughs> um I love what you just said, and um I just wanted to what I do is I ask people questions and um just kind of Going into what Dr. Henry said, there's a, a young man that when I talk to him on, uh, he always says, every time I talk to you, I just feel like I can prophesy. And I laughed. I said, well, I know why. And because yep. I foster that, I foster that. I, I I want you to see and actualize the prophetic gift that you have. And so that's why he, he was able to say that. But a few questions I want you to ask yourself. Number one, why do you really want to be a part of that group? Okay, so these are questions to ask yourself and to assess in your time off or your quiet time away from us. Number two, are they intimidated by you? Are they intimidated by you? Caroline, Caroline, this is your awesomeness. So you have to understand that. Um, And so what you do with uh, a leader that is intimidated by you and you believe you're supposed to be there, you first of all assure them, hey, I'm not here to take over. I'm here to help. I'm not here to take over. I'm here to help. That's how you deal with intimidation as much as they will allow you to. The third question. That's based on insecurity. Right. And the third question I want you to ask yourself is how can you slowly implement, slowly implement change? Because if you do come in with all of your awesomeness, all of your force, all at once, they may be overwhelmed and feel like you're trying to take over. And I understand that because I've lived it. You know, we all on a part of the society have a bunch of awesomeness. You know, we have all of these amazing skills and talents and experiences. And if we try to push it all in one hour, you know, people will be like, oh, my God, because it's so much. And you are very gifted. You are very talented, as all of God's create creations are. But we have to understand that maybe um, patience is the virtue at that point that needs to be implemented. And so slowly, as they allow you to implement, <laughs> seriously, as they allow you to implement, and as Dr. Henry always already put, you got to know sometimes that it's time to hold them, fold them, walk away because the dealing's done. You know, <laughs> you know, they're, they're like a true Texan. 
Yeah, and that was that's what I meant, my Kenny Rogers fan. Um, you know, you just got to know when it's time because some people are not ready to move to that next level just yet. And there is another group yeah. of people that are waiting and wanting and have been praying for our Joshua, you know, to come and help them advance. And so you have to ask yourself those questions and ascertain those things. And like you put me on a homework assignment, that's yours, buddy. Well, I snap. There you go. It, it, there is a. Can I have one thing to that? Sure. Um, just that, because all that that she just said, it does tend to work both ways. Um, you know, they may be missing out on your awesomeness. Is, is the word we're using right now? Um, and 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 as Dr. Ruth clarified, we all have that. We have that sweet spot. But if number one, they have to overcome that insecurity of that intimidation, but by giving them that opportunity, then they get to choose, then they can take as much of you as you want. But then we have to be the humble ones to say, I've got a full glass and they only want a couple of drops. And then we have to decide, am I willing to fill that just that couple drops need? Or do I have to have the whole thing? And sometimes it takes a little bit of a humility as a leader to say, okay, I've got a two liter amount of help here and, and they're asking for a couple of drops. Is my passion and my compassion to serve in this particular situation enough to say, I will give you my two drops hmm. or my two cents worth? That's a good way to, if that you is are, a good way to think about it. If you and are, you do it and you do it with three. all your heart and you leave it there until, like Dr. Caroline said, I couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> I had to I had to develop myself. So then and it's then you've done what you could do. It is. It's I know awesome. I fr he frowned at that when you said that word, but I kind of quinged too. But I am yeah, and the, 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 the battle that I go through, because the questions, it's very, very simple. One of the the answer is do I want to belong or why do I want to belong? And the truth is mm -hmm. I, I'm an isolator and I'm a bit of a hermit unless if I'm get to be on, if I'm on stage or if I'm doing gratitude unfiltered or I'm getting to speak or I'm getting to sew into somebody with what I know, I get really mm -hmm. passionate and like I completely come out of my body with it. After yeah. that, I just want to go hide. But when I see that I can help and I and I'm told that, hey, you know, we are given responsibilities and things like that, I get really excited and I, I all I know is all in. Like that's I'm either all in or nothing. My walk with the Lord is a hundred percent or nothing. Because ninety-eight percent, ninety-eight percent even in a ditch. Yeah. So I, I battle that in the disappointment of mm -hmm. seeing that I can help and then not getting to help in that way. And I'm, I'm hearing maybe lip service so as far as I'm, I'm given the responsibility, but when it comes to the relationship side, and if I try to reach out and be a friend or be a supportive or try to lead in that way, it's, it's, it's very cold and distant. That's why for so long I felt shunned from the church. And I was like, well, screw you guys. 
Like if I in it, and that's why I always walked away from the Lord. And then I realized this has nothing to do with the Lord. My relationship with the Lord is personal. And exactly. when I committed to that, things changed in my life. But that feeling of being an outsider and not welcome, I'm mm-hmm. I'm far more comfortable hanging out to this day, right now. I could go walk out with a dude with a needle in his arm and a prostitute and a guy that just murdered somebody and be 50 times more comfortable than with church people. To, can I give to, you, can can I give you a little bit of to our influence as well? Do go I? Ahead, gonna, yeah. No, I just want to give a little bit of influence. Here's the deal. In church, we have been lied to for so long in the form of a religious mindset saying that you do not keep it 100 with people. Mm -hmm. This is something that I live by and that I'm teaching others to live by is to just go to the person. Okay, you tell me what my boundaries are. This is what I can do. What is it that you want from me? Mm. Flat. No in-between, no fluff, no stuff, no room left for wondering or guessing. And at the end of the day, well, you told me I can do one, two, three. So we were told in the church to kind of hide and tiptoe to the daisies. No, Jesus did not tiptoe through the daisies. He kept it real. He kept it 100. He said what he meant and he meant what he said. And that's what we have to do. We have to not just teach Jesus, but teach what Jesus taught. And Jesus taught us to keep it 100. And so going to those people that you're trying to help and say, hey, this is what I have to offer. What on this list do you actually want me to do? And that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to do any more or any less because I want to make sure that I respect your boundaries and mine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And, and, you know, and then that's when we decide that we feel good about that. It's not like a union. And or, or, or <laughs> if we can't, we can't. Do we have no, time seriously. For, what's that? No, I said it sounds like a union, and she laughed. And I go, no, seriously, because I remember when I was working odd jobs in different hotels and doing private security and stuff like that, when we worked in the hotels, they were union in in Los Angeles. And I'm one of those people, like how I've got every job, how I've gotten every acting job has been being invited on set. And because I was there and ready to go, they upgraded me every time. Or how I fell into producing was I saw something out of place and just instinctively went and fixed it. And next thing I know, I'm getting to produce events. It's because I take action and I don't wait. I'm not good. And so one time I picked up um, at this really cool old hotel in LA. I, I just started doing stuff because it was Christmas day. There was guests coming. They were all high profile. Like there, things need to be done a certain way. And I went and started doing stuff and someone ran up and goes, no, don't do that. This is union. They're going to blah, blah, blah. Like lost their mind because I was doing the right thing. <laughs> but the union says you can't do that. Yeah. Everyone has a function and you got to play that part. I'm like, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't know how to operate that way. And that's well, how and, the world and, works. That's how the world works. That's I'm how sorry. the world works. Yeah. And, you know, in the kingdom, we do. We want to help. But, you know, some people have not crossed over and we ought to meet them where they are. And so some we you know, we have to uh, be honest with ourselves. That's John eight, where Jesus talks about him being honest with himself, himself and not being a hypocrite. You Mm -hmm. know, you know, and we have to take on that same mindset 
this is what I'm able to do, but I will I will not cross the boundary in which you will allow me to work. I may want to. I can offer you all this awesomeness, but if you ain't ready to handle it, I'm not going to force it on you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we have to keep That's it real, good. you know. Yeah. Can I take 30 seconds? Because I know you guys can Yeah, go. we got to wind it down. But, uh, I, I, I want to end with just a, just a quick, quick um, example. And I, I want to be as careful as I can using it because just in case the pastor that I'm going to refer to actually watches this, you know. But I offered my services to, to someone just not that long ago. And I got kind of like, nah, I didn't get the feeling that he was into it. I'm thinking, this is like nothing, you know. So because of the communication, a time came when he came back to me and said, because I made another suggestion, he said, that is where I need you. You know that other thing you suggested? That was like bringing the captain in on a sergeant's job. So he wasn't disrespecting my offer. He already saw what I was capable of and didn't think that I should be put into a position to do something that was beneath what my capabilities were. And sometimes we just have to also be aware that maybe we're not being rejected we're serious. We're honestly being respected. Oh, we got to close. So take that. Wow. Man, that was good stuff. Um, respect. Okay. You guys promote what you need to promote really quick. And uh, we'll be out of here. Dr. Ruth, you first. All right. Um, you can reach out to me at drruthcharles.com. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook at Kingdom Women's Mentoring Bible Study, Woman of Purpose and Power. And also, I'm looking for 30 people to um, help them uh, write their story, um, tell their story in the form of a book or an ebook. And I am offering my services for free until March 1st, and then I will have a small fee. But I really want to help you get your story out. That is a part of my purpose, and that's how I'm actualizing it in this season. God bless you. Man, that's good stuff. Dr. Henry, my man. Well, um, really, I'd just like to remind everyone we're doing this as a base for actually starting an interactive course where you guys can work together with us and and um, we plan on starting in March. And so we're doing this just to kind of let you know of that. So reach out to, to Joshua or myself um, at um, Dr. Guy Henry at transformationalmissions.com. And, um, you know, we can answer some questions and give you some opportunity. Um, I've been focused on really a lot on missions. So our Honduras project, um, we're doing them. We're, we're in a year of reset. And if you want to see more about what we're doing in Honduras, that's at tolm.org. And um, check out what we're doing in Honduras as well. So God bless and looking forward to seeing you guys next week. God bless you guys. From Thank you for studio, being here. Not from this, this cabin thing. <laughs> He's at the toilet at a campground broadcasting. You're fine. <laughs> Silver white linens that fade into spring, flowers and whispers and beautiful things, and it seems that God made you just for me. If you have a money bank and you have um, money in it, you go to the church and put money in the money box. The 
that God made you just for me. Baby's breath, roses and pictures and posts.